Who, Bruce Springsteen? Oh, I've never heard of her. Never heard of her. When it comes to working class people, Democrats don't care about the middle class. Certainly not the lower class. Okay. I, me, the president, I've got the pulse of middle America. That's why I'm going to run in 2020, and I'm going to win. Okay? You're on the Angry Men's Carousel. everybody doing what's going on it's a monday morning happy fucking monday to you how are you well that's good oh i've got to do something about that ringing echo in here um how's it going welcome to the monday morning edition of the Angry Man's a Carousel. I've had two cups of coffee, but that one dark lagered beer with a high ABV uh, has me just kind of uh, not knowing which end is up. Oh, God. I hope you're enjoying your fucking holiday season. Uh, oh, man, I am tired, but I'm here. And we're doing it. We're fucking doing it. We're just, we're doing this shit, people. It's happening. Um, so, today's show is brought to you by um, nobody. Because everyone uh, apparently is too fucking scared to sponsor the show. I guess uh, some of the opinions that I have or uh, are just are just too bold for sponsorship. That's okay. Don't worry about it. Today's show is sponsored by your mom's vagina. Oh boy, it felt good. So, um, we're going to uh, get to a few things in the news today. Um, we're going to recap some of these NFL games because holy God, were they crazy. But first, let's talk about the story of the hour. Bruce Springsteen. Is back in the news as relevant for some fucking reason. Apparently, uh, he has this critically acclaimed um, uh, Springsteen on Broadway, which is coming up on Netflix soon, and it um, it basically talks about his critically acclaimed show that opened in 2017. I don't know dick about it, but that's not why he's in the news. Um, he was recently featured in an article by the Sunday Times um, to, you know, pr- you would assume to just kind of promote and plug his Netflix net, net, net Netflix special that's coming out. But uh, 
He's gone full Michael Moore in his predictions about the 2020 election, presidential election. And uh, he says he doesn't see anyone out there at the moment, man or woman, who's got a shot to take down President Trump. Donald Trump's most dangerous opponent, he says, may not be a politician, but a blue-collar rocker called Bruce Springsteen, who shares millions of the same supporters as the Republican president and also understands what makes grassroots America tick, the Sunday Times reports. That's not Springsteen talking. This is the paper. So, so Trump should be pleasantly surprised to learn that Springsteen, a long-standing Democrat who campaigned for Barack Obama, believes the Donald is heading for a second term in the White House. The president has a flair for winning over working-class voters that the Democrats can't rival. Oh, no shit, um, the singer admits. In short, Trump was born to run. I was born to run. And I may be unstoppable. Okay. Um, he says, I don't see anyone out there at the moment that can beat Trump, man or woman. Um, let's see. Uh, 69-year-old uh, Democratic Party singer. Uh, he says, uh, the Democratic Party itself simply has no obvious effective presidential candidate. Ain't that the truth? Uh, who will be... Uh, able to take on the president because they don't speak the same language that he does. That language, he suggested, is the language of middle America. And ultimately, the reason Trump was able to win over many of the boss's blue-collar fans. Trump spoke directly to these Americans' concerns about employment, economic issues, particularly in the Rust Belt that resonated with many traditionally Democratic voters. The unorthodox candidate addressed issues that have been neglected by both Democrats and Republicans over the last few decades, including the shutting down of steel mills, which Springsteen described as a severe blow to working people in the 70s and 80s. I got to tell you, now, um, uh, Jim Jeffries, Australian comic, uh, he's really hit it big over here in North America. Uh, he, has, he has a bit in his act talking about how um, there's people out there who say, um, uh, you know, I'm going to make America great again. And, um, I'm going to shut down the border and the economy is going to be good. And Jim Jeffries has a bit in his act talking about when Trump said that during his presidential campaign in 2016, American voters are so dumb. They go, I understood every single word in that sentence that he just said. He's talking my language. I'm going to go vote for him. Okay, first of all, Americans aren't fucking stupid, asshole. Okay, we're a lot more well-informed than you're giving us credit for. Um, I really, I used to really enjoy Jim Jeffrey's stand-up. And I know they say you're supposed to be able to separate the art from the artist. But when your art is inclusive of all of your personal beliefs and it's then it's no longer comedy it's no longer entertainment you're using a comedy platform as a soapbox to project your political ideals and that's where i've got a problem and people say well fuck people do it all the time in their music i've done it in my music i understand that but there's no pretension that I am going, like I'm not advertising on my album cover 
and I'm not advertising for the show, for the podcast on my Twitter or my Instagram accounts, something that it's not. I'm not telling people, hey, this is just a comedy podcast and then blasting you in the face in a shot, you know, shotgun style with just a bunch of, um, you know, political rhetoric. That's not what I'm doing. Okay. Now, uh, I understand that as, as a comedian, you want to be able to talk about some of the things that you wholeheartedly believe in your act. That's fine. But when you go after quote unquote dumb Americans and suggest that people are stupid because they ascribe to the, um, you know, uh, conservative belief system that you shouldn't kill unborn babies, that it's okay to carry guns, and that we have the right to free speech, even if that speech offends you. To, to suggest those people are stupid, it just makes you completely unlistenable. Okay? So, Bruce Springsteen uh, pointed out something that I think is very true that a lot of people already know but may have forgotten about. A lot of people voted, voted for Trump, one, because he was the lesser of two evils, and two, you know exactly what you're getting with Trump, okay? There, there, there are no, there's, there's no cloak and dagger kind of game going on here. He is what he is, a rude, brash, crass, to the point, socially retarded at times, individual but he's not a politician and he hasn't he hasn't spent the last 40 years of his life learning how to you know house of cards and snake his way in and out uh you know of the of the political hierarchy okay he hasn't been corrupted by all of washington's fucking bullshit yet and i say yet cuz it still could happen all right. Now, is, is Trump the most pleasant person to listen to sometimes? No. Sometimes he says things are really fucking stupid. Again, that's a that a big part of that is just an experience. The other part of that is just his fucking personality. That's who he is. That's who he's always been. You know what you're getting with Trump. And a lot of people voted for Trump because, and this is the reason I voted for Trump in 2016. I don't give a fuck if this makes you mad or not. The re- One of the biggest reasons I voted for him is because... I told my wife, I said, the White House needs somebody that's not afraid to speak their mind on certain issues. We don't need anybody to keep dancing around the, the, you know, these hot button topics like, like Clinton and Obama. We need somebody who is going to be no bullshit to the point. This is what I think. And here's, here's what we're going to do about it. We've had enough talk. Okay, that guy at the construction site that's talking shit. Well, you know, you may not like his attitude sometimes, but at least, you know, that guy's being honest with you. That friend that you have when they have a little bit too much to drink, all the truth about what they think about you comes out. Well, at least they're not lying to your face. Smiling in front of you and then talking shit behind your back. Okay, those people aren't necessarily always the most fun to be around. But you know what you're getting with them. And with Trump, you know exactly what he is. And Bruce Springsteen has finally pointed it out. Somebody from the blue camp has finally come out and said, listen, this guy is what he is. 
The massive changes occurring at an incredibly rapid pace, particularly as a result of technological developments, have many Americans seeing their means of income and way of life in upheaval. As other critics from the left have charged, Springsteen said that Trump also played on racial anxieties to build his coalition of blue-collar voters. Add to that, someone comes in and plays on your racial anxieties and blames an enormous amount of this on the other from the southern side of the border, and you're going to have an audience for those views. Springsteen's analysis echoes that of many politic analysts who have noted that Trump tackled economic and cultural issues more directly than other politicians and gave voters the sense that they were not being dismissed, as Springsteen put it. Trump's focus on the concerns of the blue-collar voters contrasted starkly with Clinton's infamous neglect of the Rust Belt. A few days after Trump's stunning upset victory over Clinton, the Atlantic published an analysis by Ronald Brownstein that reached similar conclusions as other analysts about how Trump was able to sweep the Rust Belt. Now, Springsteen is exactly right. This is how Trump got voted in. People are tired of the talk. Okay? When the rubber meets the road, it's time to go. Are you going to leave the car in park or are you going to fucking put it in motion and go forward? It's as simple as that. Trump has been amazing on policy. Do you love the fact that he banged an ugly porn star while his wife was pregnant? Not so much. A lot of this shit, though, that they're talking about happened when he wasn't even running for office. Everyone applauded Trump when he was a fucking, you know, billionaire, business tycoon, had his own reality show, one of the most highly rated and viewed shows on television for years and years and years. And all of a sudden he runs for president and he starts talking about things that are going to allow people from the Republican Party to latch onto him as a candidate because he thought this is my best chance of winning. The entire reason he ran in the first place is because he was tired of seeing some of the things that these Democratic leaders were doing. And good for him. So, Springsteen's got it right, man. Trump resonates with the middle and the lower class. With blue-collar people. And not only that, he was... We're going to build a wall all the way around the southern border. Okay. We're going to protect our nation. Yeah, get it, Bruce. Melania, turn it up. Yeah, come on. You know the words. Let me hear you, people. Born in the USA. We'll be right back. All right. How's it going? 
Oh, yeah. So, um, like I said, Bruce Springsteen had it right. Uh, Trump, Trump may not know anything about being middle or lower class, but he certainly has the pulse of the people. And, um, you know, when it comes to votes, that's, that's all that really matters. Do your voters feel like you have connected with them in a way that, that is honest and that represents their values? And I got to tell you, um, American values have just really gone down the shitter, um, especially in recent years. But in recent years, <laughs> anyway, uh, here's a good example. So uh, there's another podcast I listen to, and uh, I, I have, I'm not going to mention who they are, but um, it's it's two guys, um, what I'm pretty sure it, are living in Hollywood California, um, somewhere in near Los Angeles. And, um, these guys have a weekly or bi-weekly podcast and they, they talk about all things from entertainment to music, to sports, to popular culture, to politics, uh, and everything in between. And on their last episode, um, I've been listening to this guys for almost a year and their last episode that just came out a few days ago, um, in the past, I've been a huge proponent uh, for these guys, uh, really funny and entertaining and, and, and intelligent, but they just, they really got it wrong. Um, and since then, I have unsubscribed to their fucking podcast. And here's why. You may have heard the story about a um, American missionary, uh, American missionary by the name of John Allen Chow. And um, this guy, um, he... He basically what what he did was he uh, he uh, he traveled to a uh, a very remote island in the Indian Ocean. Um, this very this this you know most mostly uncontacted tribe, this very primitive group of people, uh, because he wanted to spread uh, the the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. He he wanted to go out there and talk about his faith in the hopes that he might be able to you would say convert them to Christianity, but I don't like that term because it has too many negative connotations in current culture. Um, I'm going to say he was trying to share his faith with them. But it's the same thing these fucking Mormons and their goddamn bicycles are doing every time they knock on your door. The same thing that Jehovah Witness does in the middle of having sex with your wife or your girlfriend, banging on the door and wanting to, wanting to talk to you about eternity. Okay? Um you know, you're not rude to those people. And if you are, well, okay, I, 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 I guess I get it. Everyone has a bad day. But uh, this, this American missionary was killed trying to contact an isolated tribe on a remote island, on a remote Indian island. Um, and this has really sparked uh, uh, some, some new conversation for debate within the evangelical movement over the extreme lengths that some missionaries are willing to go in the hopes of spreading their faith. And the time leading up to his fatal mission last month, John Allen Chow was surrounded by like-minded people who believed he was on a divine mission called by God to minister to uncontacted people. The group that trained Mr. Chow for his mission and others have defended his actions and even hailed him as a martyr. I wouldn't go that far. He knew the risk. Um, but... Oh, I guess technically you can call him a martyr. 
Um, other evangelicals, however, uh, are arguing that this push to contact the tribe on the North Sentinel Island, which is a group protected by Indian law, was reckless and unjustifiable. Well, what do you call every fucking Muslim strapping a bomb to his chest or running into a nightclub shooting up the fucking joint? What do you call that? Is that just religious fervor and zeal? Some religious scholars, including evangelicals, are uncomfortable with Mr. Chow's approach. Well, fuck them! When's the last time any of these people did anything dangerous or stuck their, stuck their neck out there for their faith? Here's the reason I stopped listening to these two fucking assholes on this fucking podcast that I've been, uh, you know, supporting and, and, and trying to help promote for, for over a year. Okay, these guys think it would these guys actually thought it was funny. <laughs> they were laughing, laughing on their fucking radio show about how funny it is that this dipshit would travel to a remote island in the Indian Ocean to contact an uncontacted, whatever the fuck that means, this uncontacted supposedly tribe of people, this primitive caveman fucking douchebag refusing to 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 progress with the natural evolution of the fucking planet group of people in the hopes of just sharing his faith with them now i i don't see this guy based on everything i've read about him from people who fucking knew him i don't see this person going to this remote island and just shoving the fucking bible down these people's throat and refusing to take no for an answer. Obviously, he took no for an answer. He got fucking killed. He went out there unarmed with anything other than just a Bible and his faith in God. And these guys are mocking this person. Well, that's what you get, bro. That was stupid. You should have known better. You knew the risk. Are you justifying the killing of a fucking innocent fucking person? Fuck both of you. Fuck these guys and fuck their stupid podcast. I've been leaning on the fence for a while as to whether or not I should even keep listening to the show, but I'm not going to give you their names and I'm not going to give you the name of the podcast. Suffice to say, if it comes up in conversation that you're listening to these guys, I'm going to happily share with you who they are and anybody else mocking the death of this guy that's nothing short of fucking pathetic and you should be ashamed of yourselves they outwardly laughed at this guy dying because he had the balls to stand up for something he believed in that was greater and bigger than himself You don't have to believe in God. This has nothing to do with with your personal beliefs or converting you or anyone else. It has to do with being a decent fucking human being. And fuck these two pieces of shit for saying what they did about it. Fuck, we'll be right back.
Welcome back to the Angry Man's Carousel. We're living up to our fucking name today. Okay, if you want to make fun of somebody dying, just go fucking kill yourself. You're a piece of shit. Um, I didn't actually finish talking about what happened in that story, but I'm pretty sure if you have half a fucking brain, you probably figure it out by now. Um... So anyway, yep, it's a mundane Monday. Winter is upon us. The official uh, first day of winter, I don't think, is actually till uh, what is it, uh, December twentieth, twenty first? I don't know. Anyway, um, we're back, and uh, we're just we're just kind of passing the time here, talking about a few stories um, now. Uh, Christmas is again under attack, um, because there are hateful, lonely, bored ass fucking people in this world that just hate everything. They're just looking for reasons to be offended by things, which again, if you, if you, if you need something to get offended about, show up to my fucking house, spend five minutes with me. I'll send you home crying. Um... The latest one is um, why feminists hate Maybe it's cold outside. more than flagrantly sexist rap music. This is a very wordy, very um, uh, break out your, your fucking dictionary and thesaurus, um, intelligent, um, very well put together and, 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 and written article. I'll put the link in the show notes, but, um, earlier this month, a feminist and Britain's GQ magazine asked whether it is possible to be a feminist and still listen to hip hop. Um, she's right to be skeptical. Some, though certainly not all rap songs are cesspits of sexism and vulgarity that glorify rape and sexual assault for a social movement that has become increasingly creative in the sources of oppression it uses to justify its existence, feminism devotes relatively little time to berating the mainstream artists whose songs include such poetic lyrics as I'll beat my bitches up in the street or I even make bitches that I rape come. How fucking disgusting are you? This is a really well-written article. Um... I'll just just a little bit more here. Rap artists and some of the more profane elements of broader hip hop culture have been partially excused from the Victorian standards of feminine feminism's third wave. It's not the feminists. It's not that feminists haven't decried the sexism in, in hip hop. They have, if only in passing. But the plain, unadulterated misogyny in some rap music seems to evade the broader radar of a movement that has spent the better part of a decade screaming about a handful of lines in an obscure, chivalrous Christmas song from 1949. Okay? So, now, if you're if you're not familiar uh, with the song, uh, it's called Baby It's Cold Outside. Alright? And, uh... Let's see here. We'll just play a, a quick little, quick.
quick little clip of it here. See if we can find it. Now here he is trying to put the moves on her. She gets up to walk away, puts her hat on. He's really trying hard to to lay that dick down on her. He grabs her arm. Never such a pleaser before. Sits down next to her on the couch. But this is the definite. This is the very definition of fucking harmless. Okay, like, <laughs> if you think it's possible to be offended by a film from 1949 where this guy is just trying like hell to get a piece of pussy, I, I mean, it's from 1949. Okay. 1949. It's almost 70 years old. Most people I know aren't 70. They're all fucking dead. But this song is apparently offensive. Every every day you open the news and there's something new to be offended about that pertains to Christmas. First it was, uh, you know, take the Christ out of Christmas. That offends people who aren't Christians. Well, good, fuck them. Maybe they'll see the light and actually realize there's a God. And then it was, oh, don't tell your kid Santa's real. You're you're fucking, you're creating an environment in which they're not going to trust what you say later in life. But once they find out that you've been lying to them for, for 10 years, that this fictional person Santa exists and, and has been bringing them presents. They're fucking kids. Okay, let's tell them the Easter Bunny's not real. Let's tell them the Tooth Fairy's not real. Let's just let's encourage them that they can't grow up to be like their favorite character in a Disney movie. Like, what is wrong with you? If it ain't broke, like, and and then what was it? Um, uh, it's every year it's something new, and now and now it's this fucking song. You know, baby, it's cold outside. Please don't go. I really must go. I wish you would stay. Da, 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 da. If you haven't heard the song all the way through and really, really listen to the lyrics, go look up the lyrics. In fact, here, we'll even put a fucking link to the song on in here in the show notes. Okay, here's what's happening. One person is crying wolf and the whole village is freaking the fuck out. But here's the thing. The village isn't learning their lesson. They're not leaving the boy to die once a wolf does show up. Every time somebody screams wolf about something related to the holidays, the entire crowd is panicking and they're doing it over and over and over again. Like, are you kidding me? So this anyway, this article is is pointing out how ridiculous it is. That some of these same feminists that are shaking their ass out at the fucking club on the weekend to fucking rap and hip-hop songs that degrade and fucking objectify women like nobody's business, including lines such as, I even make these bitches that I'm raping come or have an orgasm. 
Okay, if you're a feminist, great. Good for you. But if you're one of these crazy people who think a song like Baby It's Cold Outside is objectifying women and justifying uh, forceful sexual behavior, sexual assault or rape, do us all a favor. Just fucking kill yourself. Speaking of losing people, we lost a subscriber. Um, I don't know if it was somebody from a podcast that I actually used to support, but uh, whoever you are out there that unsubscribed to the show, if and when you come back and you listen to one of these episodes, you can go fuck yourself. I don't really care. We've been stuck at 19 subscribers on the podcast for several months now, and I just checked it again yesterday, and we were down to 18, which means somebody stopped listening. Whoever you are, good. Fuck you. I hope you're offended, and I don't care that you're not listening anymore. I don't need you. Bye-bye. Bye, Felicia. All right, so... um. Dick Sporting Goods has taken a huge hit ever since they stopped selling assault-style weapons. Okay, assault-style weapons, what the fuck does that even mean? Do you even know? Do you know what it means? What's the scary-looking ones? If you're scared of what a gun looks like, oh, baby, you've got more issues than just wanting to get rid of guns. Get off your mama's titty. It's going to be okay. Let's have some NFL talk real fast. But before we do that, we're going to take a break. We're glad you're here. This is the Angry Man's Carousel. song. I don't know if you saw the movie Philadelphia with Tom Hanks and Denzel Washington, but uh, it'll it'll change the way you look at the gay community, for sure. Um, and just human rights by and large. But anyway, so back to the show. Uh, we're going to talk about the NFL scores real quick, and then we're going to finish up on a feel-good piece. Um, we haven't really been keeping up with our, our NFL advice and picks and fantasy uh, fantasy advice uh, as well. My apologies for that. Uh, it's a long fucking season. It's a lot of games, and you just can't expect me to stay on top of it every single week. If you're looking for that, go subscribe to a fucking NFL uh, fantasy podcast or something. But uh, we get to it when we can here. So let's talk real fast about the action that just went down and the action that is set for tonight, Monday Night Football. Ba-da-ba-ba. Wait, no, that's Sunday Night Football. Is that Sunday Night Football? Huh. So... Thursday, um, the the Cowboys fucking shocked the world in uh, in real fashion uh, here, upsetting the Saints, uh, thirteen to ten. Cowboys came out with a really good defensive game plan, and it fucking worked. Um, I wish I could say the same about my fucking Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears went into uh, New York Giants Stadium with an 8-3 and record. The Giants defended their home turf 
at 3 and 8. Everything the Giants are not, we are. Still in first place in our division, which is good because the fucking Vikings also lost to the Pats. The Cheater Supremes. Um, but that game yesterday was just... It was so, so god-awful to watch. And I hope I never have to see another game like that the rest of the season from my Bears. But um, the good news is, in the standings, the Bears are still a game and a half in front of the Minnesota Vikings. And we're still holding the number three, uh, I believe, the number yeah, the number three uh, seed in the playoffs. It'd be great to knock off New Orleans or L.A. and get that fucking number two seed and have a bye in the first round. But... We'll take what we can get. It's been a really long time. Um, another good news. The Cardinals upset the fucking Packers in Lambeau 20-17. to I did not see that coming. Um, Aaron Rodgers had another shit fucking game. And guess what? Mike McCarthy, head coach, is fired. Joe Philbin is the interim coach for Green Bay now. I couldn't be more excited about this. And it looks like Green Bay is re- back to a, a fucking rebuilding year. And even next year, 2019, at the start of next season, Green Bay is going to be in a world of hurt. And here's why. Entirely new coaching staff. Entirely new uh, game, uh, 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 no, offensive system, obviously. They still um, have a lot of need in their secondary. Um, they need to add some fucking people either in the draft or um, in, uh, in the open uh, fucking uh, trade market, uh, free agency. But... Green Bay is at least another year away from probably really making a playoff run. Um, and a fucking snooze fest. The Colts actually lost to the Jaguars six to nothing fucking baseball score. If you had to watch that game, my apologies. Texans are rolling, dude. They are on fucking fire. 29 to 13 over the Browns at home. You expected them to beat the Browns, but did you really expect them to, to have the fucking record they do at this point in the season? Deshaun Watson has proven that that fucking ACL repair on his knee uh, is is holding up. And uh, the Buccaneers uh, surprised the fucking Panthers. I don't know what happened to the Panthers. They were a Super Bowl team just uh, two or three years ago. Lose to the fucking Buccaneers on the road, 24-17. to um, If you got Christian McCaffrey, though, you had a good fucking day in fantasy. Um, no one cares about the Bills or the Dolphins. No one cares about the Broncos or the Bengals. The Broncos win on the road, but the Bengals are fucking terrible. They have no defense to speak of. Broncos are not going to make a playoff run, so who fucking cares? Ravens beat the Falcons, which is weird, especially on the road. Uh, Rams continue to show why they are a dominant NFC force. Uh, beating uh, Detroit on the road 30-16. to If you have anybody offensively for the Rams, you are happy about your fantasy lineup. Chiefs gave everybody a fucking scare yesterday, and with Kareem Hunt assaulting a fucking woman and then getting uh, released by the uh, Chiefs organization because he fucking lied to them about the entire thing. Good for the Chiefs for having some fucking integrity. Chiefs fans are mad today because, oh, it's not big of a deal. But if Ray Rice knocks out his fucking wife in an elevator, he should go to jail for fucking 30 years. Okay, hypocrites, calm down. Uh, Chiefs barely beat the fucking Raiders. Uh, Raiders made a fucking run there toward the end of the game. We were, we got to watch it on somebody's phone at work, but, uh, 
yeah, yeah, fucking whatever. Good for the Chiefs. I just, I hope it doesn't last because I'm fucking sick and tired of hearing about them. Um, really no other games worthy to talk about. I will say, though, however, that Chargers-Steelers game, woo! Steelers look like they're going to run away with it. And, you know, a fumble here, a fucking interception there. Before you know it, uh, you, you got a fucking got a heavyweight fucking bout on your hands. Sunday night game was a lot of fun to watch. Um, unfortunately, I only caught the fucking highlights, but I was sitting there glued to my phone watching these highlights. Uh, my, my fucking jaw was on the floor. I can only imagine what it was like being a fan of either team watching that thing go down. Big Ben and uh, Tony Brown continue to prove why they are the best tandem in the NFL. Um, but uh, Philip Rivers getting it fucking done. Now Philip Rivers is tied with Peyton Manning for most, most comeback wins in the third or fourth quarter by 20 points or more with seven. That's the most in NFL history. You people get, better start giving Philip Rivers his fucking due credit, man. The guy is doing it. Tonight we have got. The Redskins at the Eagles, the Redskins don't have a fucking chance in hell. You can bank on the Eagles to win and cover. And uh, I told you we were going to finish with a feel-good story today, and I saved this one for last because I'm afraid I'm going to get a little bit teary-eyed. So just give me a second here. Okay. Um, So... For those of you who don't know, um, get out from under the rock, first of all. But President uh, George H.W. Bush recently died last week. And that's not what I'm upset about. There is a photo of uh, the former president's service dog lying down next to his casket looking sad as it lies on the floor in front of his flag draped coffin and it's gone viral. Picture was posted on Twitter uh, by Bush's longtime aide and friend Jim McGrath and it just says mission complete remembering 41. Jeb Bush, son of the 41st president and former governor of Florida retweeted the photo with the simple words Sully has the watch. Sully is the former president's service dog that stayed with him and went everywhere with him. Now, this dog isn't just fucking tired laying on the floor. And it's not because it's a service dog because they're so much more intelligent than other dogs. They're not. They're just better trained. (laughs) And they have a little bit better pedigree. X-Men actress Olivia Munn shared the photo saying President George H.W. Bush, a World War II hero, gave his service revolver to a Navy lieutenant aboard the submarine that rescued him after his plane was shot down. And this is his pup, Sully, lying beside him till the very end. Thank you for your service, Mr. President. Now, the reason I am choked up about this is because it is no big secret that I have always been a dog lover. I don't hate cats. I just think they're universally fucking worthless. I 
All they do is shit and piss into a box, oftentimes on your fucking clothing and high-dollar items. They won't come to you when you call them. And they spend six-eighths of their fucking day laying around, licking their twat or their balls, and fucking sleeping. It is amazingly, amazingly difficult to teach a cat a fucking trick. And they don't understand loyalty. You know why? Because they are fucking alpha predators. They have no reliance on anyone or anything. Except they can't get their own fucking food. You know why? Because we created an inferior race of feline. To be dependent upon us for food and fucking water and shelter and care. And to keep them in good health. This is why dogs are the shit. Fox News uh, host Brett Bauer also tweeted, This is just a great pick of Sully, the service dog, who served George W. Bush. Wow. Hashtag remembering 41. Sully, a yellow Labrador who became Bush's service dog in June, will make one last trip with the former president, accompanying his casket to Washington, D.C. A trip McGrath says has the call sign Special Air Mission 41. Bush will lie in state in the Capitol starting Monday, and a service will be held at the Washington National Cathedral later in the week. George W. Bush posted on Instagram that Sully will be reassigned. And quoted as saying, As much as our family is going to miss this dog, we're comforted to know that he'll bring the same joy to his new home, Walter Reed, that he brought to 41. Or George H.W. Bush. There's videos online of dogs going to the graves of their former owners who have died and actually weeping, overcome with emotion. I'm looking at this photo of this fucking dog. Sully still has his fucking service wrap around his back laying right next to the coffin where the former president now lies. This dog has a look on his face that clearly communicates emotional distress. A dog will never leave you. You could beat a dog a hundred times. And it will come back to you 101. Dogs were created into many, many different breeds. And their longtime ancestor is the wolf. Wolf are hunters. They are pack animals. They understand loyalty. They take care of their own. And modern dogs today are no different. A dog will go to the ends of the fucking earth for you. If you're not a dog person because you think they're too rambunctious and loud or noisy or destructive, then you are lacking the basic 
human emotional depth or intelligence to understand what they are capable of, what a great companion they are, and you you lack the discipline necessary to simply train it to stand by your side and not chew up your house slippers. It's too fucking easy. Dogs are the most easily trainable pet on the planet. If you haven't had success with what you're doing with your dog, may I suggest you don't know what the fuck you're talking about and you need to get advice on how to better handle whatever situation your dog is dealing with. A dog will stay by your side till the bitter end. A dog what just wants to be included. A dog is just happy to be anywhere. Laundry room, couch, outside, next to you, in bed. This is a beautiful photograph and we're going to post it on our social media accounts. If you like this episode and you want to share it with somebody you think might get something out of it, please be sure to do so. Thanks for listening. Until next time, be good to each other and don't be a fucking douchebag. This has been the Angry Man's Carousel.